Hey everyone, welcome to episode of the Chem Converse podcast. Today we are joined by an amazing guest, uh, Dr. Brendan Burkett. Brendan, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm I'm Brendan, better known on Twitter as Chemscrapes. I'm an Australian living in Singapore for the last uh, 13 years. PhD Organic Chemistry from Australia National University Research School of Chemistry. I did postdocs in, oh wow, it's 20 years ago now, uh, Southampton, UK. I was at the Combinatorial Centre of Excellence with uh, Richard Brown and Bruno Linklo for, for a year in 2001. I did another postdoc in Hong Kong, academic job in New Zealand, and then I, I left New Zealand to come to Singapore. So that's, that's me in a nutshell. Very international. Yeah, up until the point we moved to Singapore, we were very international. In, in, in eight years, we'd done five countries, but now we've, we've, we've plateaued. <laughs> Brilliant. So, I mean, like that's, that's awesome. I think we'll get onto that later around kind of moving about and your experience of different countries. I guess let's start with, you know, you said there that you do kind of sketches and that kind of thing on Twitter. Could you kind of talk about, you know, what made you start to want to do that kind of thing? So the chemistry uh, sketches that you're kind of known for, I guess now. Yeah, I, it actually started long, long before I even had considered doing a PhD because I used to, as a, a child, I used to draw our household pets and we, we had a lot of pets, okay? And, and we seemed to buy pets that would naturally conflict with each other. So and at one moment in our house, we had budgies, cats, and dogs. And of course, the cats were always trying to eat the budgies and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I used to, as a kid, just draw our household pets. And that they weren't great drawings, but it was kind of like just rapid fire stuff. So, so it's something that I've always done. And that, then I used to use it as a study aid when I was learning as well like remembering concepts and stuff with stupid puns but then actually it wasn't until I was doing my PhD my my supervisor at the time Christina Chai who's actually at NUS here in in Singapore now I used to like sneak into her office and, and leave really badly drawn puns on the whiteboard and she you know things like we had a guy a lecturer called Ron Pace who's passed away now but but he I used to like put up a, a bunch of people with a sign saying elect Ron you know, like around election time, that kind of stuff. Anyway, so she, she I don't know how funny she found it, but anyway, she, she dobbed me into a guy called Michael Block, I think, from Chemical Innovation, which was an ACS publication that ran sort of chemtech kinds of stories, and, and they used to accept cartoons. And so they allowed me to, to submit stuff. So it would take me 30 seconds to draw a really bad pun and they would pay 75 US dollars for it. And I think, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so, so I, I submitted to them for a while and I'd never ever considered that I would do anything more with it and, until they closed down in, at the end of 2001, at the end of my postdoc. And I just sort of started to try up a website to see if I could get some interest. But, you know, I, I learned how to build websites, but I didn't know how to reach an audience basically. So it kind of petered out until... You know, there was me and my mum, I think, who used to look at my website. And when I started thinking about teaching, like pursuing my academic job, I started to think, hey, I could actually use this for communication. And, and so I started to draw mechanistic concepts as, as silly cartoons um, and tried out on the people I was working with in, in Hong Kong. And, and they kind of liked it. And so by the time I became an academic, I used to just like put them into lecture notes and, and things like that. So a lot of the very early cartoons were... That, that found their way anywhere or got any recognition were actually designed to communicate 
concepts like SM1 reactions, SM2 reactions, that kind of stuff. So it wasn't actually until I, I came to Singapore, um, I learned about social media. <laughs> so so uh, I, I was not on Twitter at all until 2011. And then I never used it until 2016 because I just didn't understand how and I didn't use Facebook. So I just kept on plotting away at the website. So I had uh, ChemScrape set up as a website from about 2010, which no one visited. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I guess I guess that was uh, that that was actually the next question is kind of the word chem chem scrapes. Where did where did that come about? Oh yeah, that that was actually what I was teaching. So so again, uh, a guy emeritus professor Brian Holton, who who I replaced when I, I when I was an academic in New Zealand, I was working at Victoria University of Wellington, in the School of Chemical and Physical Sciences. Brian had retired. He he had uh, he lived with a, a severe heart condition for for many years. And so my office was next door to him and he was just an outstanding individual, just a beautiful spirit and quite tough on people. He didn't suffer fools gladly. He let people know about it <laughs> as well. So he had a bit of a reputation amongst some as being a taskmaster, taskmaster but, but actually he was just a very generous soul. So for example, when I started, he wanted to put my name on review papers and all this kind of stuff to, to help get me going. And it, he kind of did a lot of looking out for me. But because the cartoons, the, the humor was so bad and he loved a terrible pun. I had told him I, I was, wasn't going to do anything else with it. And he said, you should. All that's missing is you, you need to put these under an umbrella. You don't have like a name for these things. And he said, I'll tell you what, if you can come up with a name, because he was editing Chemistry in New Zealand, which is the, the NZIC publication down there. And he said, I'll, I'll let you run some and we see how you're going. And I said, okay. So, so we were brainstorming about some names. And I, at that point, you know, I thought I was kind of like the Gary Larson of, of chemistry cartoons, a bit arrogant, but I was thinking fast side, I was thinking chem side, chem scrapes, or no, chemscapes. And, and he didn't like any of them. And he said, basically, he thought, actually, these jokes are so bad, it's really scraping the, bottle of the, the bottom of the barrel. What about chem scrapes? It, it, it just fits it. He said, because the art is really dodgy. The jokes are really dodgy. So, and away we went. And he insisted as well, the S had to be capitalized to draw out the scrapey part. So that's why on the, the Twitter handle, I think it's, you know, if there's, there's a bottom of the chemistry barrel, this is where you'll find it. But Brian, Brian was a fantastic support on, on all levels, but, but it was he who came up with the name. Wow, that's brilliant. It's a very fascinating story, I guess. So you mentioned that, of course, it's 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 funny, funny jokes and, and puns. It's amazing, but also for educating and communicating science. So uh, we're wondering whether you have any any of your favorite concepts in chemistry that you used to visualize and that using those th this amazing talent that you have. Yeah, well, I, I think my favorite when I went to New Zealand, so, so Australians and New Zealanders have a, a bit of a, a rivalry going on I think it's fair to say so so for example when I first arrived in New Zealand we, we pay out each other's accents and so they would get me to say stuff so we want to listen to your accent I'd say what accent they go that one so they were very much like that so so what I did was I came up for SM1 SM2 reactions a, a rugby thing because at that time the Wallabies were actually a very strong rugby team we had John Eels we had Gregan we had Sterling Mortlock all these kinds of guys and we actually used to give the All Blacks a run for their money so, so I did this, this cartoon set up for SM1, SM2 reactions, relating it to a, a late tackle versus an early tackle. 
So I set it up. Basically, if you tackle someone without the board, basically it, it's not really fair play and you're going to get penalised. If, if you tackle someone as they're passing the ball away, yeah, okay, it's fair enough. You're already committed and, and the way you go. So you're probably not going to get penalised. So I set it up so that the Australian doing the fair tackle, which was an SN2, with the ball being the leaving group, leaving as the tackle comes in, that's an SN2 reaction, fair tackle. And he's, of course, the all black, he ends up in a heap on the ground. And then for the unfair tackle, I set it up so that it was the all black who was actually doing the wrong thing. So I showed the Australian guy just throwing the ball away and standing there like a bit of a goose, which is actually prophecy because that's pretty much how we play nowadays. <laughs> and then the Kiwi coming in and tackling him afterwards for the SN1. And that resonated really well with the, the audience. So, so I didn't know the audience, the the, the students so I thought yeah that that was one of my favorites because when I used to put it up in the classroom you could hear this oh <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun yeah I see I seem to recall one of your uh one of your sketches I think it was a frustrated Lewis pair yeah it's a pair obviously that's frustrated and you know describes yeah. that I, I remember when I was in Canada on my year abroad in 2017-18 now and uh it was yeah there on the kind of office door and I was like well you know might be in Canada, but you know, I've got that kind of sign of kind of home almost. It's, yeah. That was one of those moments. And that was actually around the time I think I started to realize how I can interact with people on this. Because what I used to do is just post and then look and and see who who might respond. But but then I realized I can actually rather than just coming up with my own idea, because I draw very quickly. So if someone puts something up. I, th I can't remember, I think it was Steve Ritter or something had some, said something about frustrated Lewis Pears. So that thing I drew up in about not even five minutes and then posted it back and it gets that real-time interaction. And that, that was a beauty for me. That's where I really discovered, hey, this chem Twitter is really something because you've got that interaction where you can bounce off. And then for about two years, I think, before I got really busy at work, um, I spent a lot of time in the evenings and stuff just trolling through trawling through chem twitter looking for things to to respond to and that lewis pair was one of them yeah it's awesome i think it's safe to say it's kind of a global yeah audience you've got now and to say right twitter you know probably wouldn't be yeah wouldn't be the case so yeah definitely not definitely not you, you know and i had no idea how to use twitter at all in fact what i used to do was just post stuff up and then get really angry that no one was was even looking at it. <laughs> it's very frustrating, but I didn't even know how to use a hashtag. And I, I had to ask the secretary at work one time, like, how do these hashtags work? What are they? And so when she explained that to me, I thought, oh, okay. So that's when I started, I would try combinations. So those who might remember me from the very early days will remember possibly that, that I would post the same cartoon three or four times with an army of different hashtags underneath and then see which ones got the most traction. And then I would delete them all and then repost with the ones that, that actually got the most traction. So I did a whole bunch of combinations. So at, at the start where I was trying to figure out how to reach an audience, I was actually looking to, to see the hashtags that would work the best. That's a, that's a scientist inside you trying to optimize something. It's like, let me do this and then let me try this combination so many. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it might've frustrated the, the very few followers that I had. At that stage, I had like 20 followers and, and a few of them were like sex robots, I think. But, you know, the, the, rest, were, the rest were real people. It's almost a design of experiments approach to yeah, hashtags, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But there's just so much because people are so different with the things they find interesting. And, and then you get the personalities with it as well. So, you know, Craig, 
Craig Fraser working with, or Craig, as he's more commonly known, <laughs> working with frustrated Lewis Pears, you know, it, that became kind of his anthem. I sent him that with a on a mug one time, <laughs> just for a bit of fun. We, so yeah, it, it's good because once you get to know the people, you kind of know what pushes their buttons a bit as well. No, I mean you've done a few of mine. I think uh, when I've had a coffee, my iced coffees a few months ago. You were. Oh yeah, you're the coffee murderer. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The donuts you had donuts oh donuts. oh yes yeah i remember yeah. Them. i remember them they were they were good donuts i think tantrum donuts if anyone's in in glasgow yeah it's a good uh good place for donuts. yeah well the donuts weren't happy i remember <laughs> no it's very funny brilliant I guess another thing that I wanted to touch, like, is we, we wanted to touch on is so you you said that you've been interested in drawing uh, since you were a child, right? And there is I, I love this you know uh, connection between science and art, and I, I see I see a lot of people being musicians or like artists, and at the same time they uh, they are chemists. So would you were you ever at, at any point in your life would you were you ever thinking about being becoming an artist instead of a chemist? No, you know I I I. I had always drawn and I knew I was okay at copying stuff. So again, there's a, there's a bit of a new, a, a new Zealand thing here. There's a, a, a comic strip called Foot Rot Flats drawn by a guy called Murray Ball who used to re release something every year. I used to copy things out of that. So I knew I could copy, but I actually never considered myself to be an artist. And I never studied art until I got to my last two years of school. And then my, my teacher basically just crushed it. One of my teachers. Because um, at that time I was not a... I wouldn't say I was a fantastic student. I probably skipped too many classes with my friends. We live very close to a pine forest. And, and when people get their licenses, that's where you go for lunchtime drives and, and maybe skip the afternoon <laughs> lessons, <Wow. laughs> that kind of stuff. So, so basically, um, yeah, art was the subject that I put everything in. And I remember having this portfolio showing her when we did the assessment, we would have a discussion about the semester's work and, and agree on a grade. And I put it out on the floor, something I was really proud of. And, and she said, so I guess we're looking at a C. And she must have seen I, I looked really devastated. So a C is like average. And um, she said, no, 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 it, it's okay. We, we know you tried hard, but you're probably better at maths or, or science or something like that. I went, actually, no, because I wasn't actually doing very well in those subjects because everything was going to. So basically that that was the end of art. I, I didn't do it. But that's very mean. It is you're very talented and it feel like you see the originality in your approach to the I guess at, at that time it hadn't sort of married together in in terms of the art and the science and I didn't know at that point I liked chemistry it, it was something that I, I to be honest struggled with in that year of school so so for me uh, art was about human form and actually, there's a reason why I draw molecules, because I'm not good at drawing people. <laughs> so, so for me, that's what art was about. I, I did not have that connection between the art and the science at that point. That came much later on. And in fact, I would say since sketch chemistry has started, because um, I, I love art and, and I love the classics. I, I, I love Salvador Dali. I, I love the expressionists. The, you know, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I, I love art. And, and so basically when... I started drawing for sketch chemistry and I actually got some tools in to, to try something other than just a pencil and a bit of paper. It sort of rekindled my interest. So that, that's why you see it a lot more lately because work is very busy. I don't have, have so much time to, to go through chem Twitter, but on a weekend, if I've got a couple of hours to relax, I'll sit down and draw something like an album cover, 
you know, the, the most recent one was was Guns N' Roses, where, where I had gallium nitride and, and roses on the Guns N' Roses emblem. But that mm -hmm. kind of stuff is more for relaxation. So that's where the connectivity with the science art came. And that probably came after I started doing sketch chemistry. That's quite nice that something you kind of started as, like you say, kind of a hobby and just kind of trying it out is almost what you use as, I guess, like therapy in a way from kind of work. So if you have a stressful week, you know, just sketching is a nice way to almost disconnect, I imagine. And it's awesome. I mean, I love chemistry. I love art. So for me, if I can sit down there, so what I'll, I'll often do is just say, okay, famous paintings, I'll type it into Google. And I'll go down and look at something until I see there's either a play on words or something that that is kind of unique. And, and then away we go. So th those things usually take a, a few hours to do, but it's, it's a good way to relax because it gets me looking at the art that I love. And I, I love album covers and I love, I, I love shape and, and structure and things like that. So it's. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just, I'm just thinking now you could maybe do one of Abbey Road. If anyone knows the Beatles. I've like done that. Have I've you? done that, Henry. Oh. I, I have got the oh, AB okay. road with the, with the AB spin coupling system from, from NMR. And instead of the Beatles walking across a crossing, I, I don't use Photoshop, but I Photoshopped out the, the crossing and then I put in like an AB system. <laughs> it's a AB road, yeah. Oh, yeah. awesome. I'll have to try and, try and find that. Yeah, I saw it. It was amazing. It was, yeah, it, it was really good. If you want a challenge, the first thing that, that came to my mind was something as famous Mona Lisa. I've Turning done Mona Lisa. Would be hard. <laughs> Did you? This one, <laughs> this one uh, is, is a monolith. It, it, I don't quite know how to pronounce it, but it's monolitha. And if you say it right, you can get the monolith out of it. So it's basically the Mona Lisa, but instead of her skin and face, it, it's basically, I can't remember which, which mineral I chose, which mineral structure I chose, but they use it for hydrogen storage. But I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. That's so so if, you, if you go to the website, on, I've got a, a SciArt page. So on the ChemScrapes website, um, most of these SciArt, you see more there of, on, on, than on Twitter, I guess. But th there's a page dedicated to science art, album covers, movie posters. Wow, that's great. Okay, I have the last one. Uh, what about Van Gogh famous paintings, like Starry Night? I've done Starry Night, tried, <laughs> yes. Wow. You, you tried everything, you tried everything. Well, for, for me, it's a challenge because, you know, I'm beginning to find actually one of the things I love about Chem Twitter is there's a lot of other people who think like me. So I'm not one of these people. I mean, imposter syndrome is a real thing, right? So, so I'm one of these people who likes to, to prove to myself for some reason that I can do certain things. So, so the Starry Night, right? These, the Mona Lisa, these things were say, okay, right. I remember what my art teacher said. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. So for me, those are really about pushing the boundaries of what I can do. And it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. Cause at the end of the day, I can look at it and say, wow, that's pretty cool. And there's chemistry in it as well. And that's really what's pushing my buttons. But um, so for me, I like to challenge myself for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was just saying, I was just like very emotional about your teacher and what she said to, to you. So I feel like if you hear us, you were wrong. <laughs> I actually look, I, I went and looked her up. I'm not going to say her name because she's a lovely lady. And, and you know, it was just one of those moments where, where the two of us didn't connect. Um, but, you know, I went and looked up her website one day thinking, ha, gotcha now kind of thing. And she's amazing. Like she, she's got her own studio now. It's like, whoa, this person's incredible. 
So, so it's an amazing talent. I mean, she's not a nasty lady, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was, it's just, you know, teachers are so influential. And, and, and when, I was, when I was teaching and, and as a manager as well, I, I try and really think very carefully about how you speak to people and, and the things you say to people because it matters at the end of the day based on my own experience. So. Definitely, definitely. So, I mean, I had one other question actually in relation to kind of your sketches. Could you tell us a bit about that? Well, it's infamous, I guess, the Samuel L. Jackson meme. Oh, that yes. The broke, broke Facebook. Back the, the one day. that broke my Facebook, yes. You know, that this was, again, around the time I was just trying to, to use social media. And, and this thing came together again about five minutes. We were watching Jimmy Fallon thing a few years ago, and, and Samuel L. Jackson came out. And I mean, you guys will see it. I'm on camera. As, as, he, as he came out to be introduced, he put this big L in front of him. And I thought, what if it was an, an anti-mirror? Well, I'm going to go do that. So I just, I just took a screenshot of Samuel L. Jackson, flipped it over, put under it in the text, signed my name on it, sent it out. It went absolutely crazy on Twitter, on Facebook as well. But what I didn't know was on Facebook... At that time, I didn't have a ChemScrapes page. ChemScrapes was actually run through my personal account. So I had friends and family because when my daughter was born, we, we got Facebook to share photos. So we'd never really used it as social media. So I've got friends and family, like maybe about 80 followers or something like that. And then I've got colleagues and, and things who, who like the cartoons. And then, the, <laughs> then I put this one up. Suddenly I've got like 5,000 follow like friend requests or something and and I'm just going accept 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 thinking this is the coolest thing ever because I've I've never had this level of engagement but then I I, I accepted about five or six hundred I think just click 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 before I got really tired of it <laughs> and then what happened was the, the next day I looked at my feed and I'm looking for people I know <laughs> and I can't find them I've got everybody else so what I haven't realized is that when I've accepted these requests i've also followed all these people so suddenly i've followed five or six hundred people so then i've started going oh man what do i do now so then i started unfollowing so i'm going unfollow 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 so i've unfollowed a percentage of the people anyway that i accepted and then suddenly i get this or the next day i i got this thing saying your facebook page has been shut down and it's why has my facebook page been shut down so i went back to have a look as to why. And it was because I was using it as chem scrapes under a personal account. So I was using what was meant to be a sort of a brandy kind of page under my personal account, which is a contravention of the, the rules. So I was shut down. So to reinstate it, I had to basically change the name of it and then show my ID. And I had to send my driver's license and all this kind of stuff to prove it was me. So I could do a name change to my actual name. And so I went through all that and then I thought, okay, fine. So I looked at the remaining people that I had and I thought, okay, I didn't understand Facebook very well, but I knew if I, I can, I can unfollow them without unfriending them. Cause I was going through unfriend, sorry, not unfollow before. And so I started um, unfollowing people, but then I started inviting them to like the page. So what I didn't realize was then I was introducing spam behavior. <laughs> so I was just going click, 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 invite to like page, invite to like page and and, and I got shut down again for being a spammer. And then I just thought, oh, bugger it. <laughs> I can't be bothered. So I just closed that. And then I started up a, a new proper chem scrapes page. So it actually, that, that, that meme ended up in me um, killing my own Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's amazing. I'd be, su- I'd say I'd be surprised if someone who's in the character community hasn't seen that meme. I think I saw it a couple of years ago now. And it's the one about that one, Henry, is um that was one that that got uh bandied all over the place. Like there, there's lots of different logos on that one. And this is where I realized again that that chem Twitter is different. It, that there's a real community out there. So, so what had happened was people had started sharing and saying, the one that went most crazy on, on Twitter was the one that said, I hope this goes chiral. And what I noticed was people were stepping in saying, this is not your image. You should credit the person who's done the image. It belongs to, the, it was done by this person. And it wasn't just one person who did that. It was several people who got in and said, hey, you're not doing the right thing. You need to credit the person who came up with this image. And then I, I think it was Alex Goldberg, actually, who contacted me in the background. And this was the first exchange that I had with him. It's before I really knew about the, the sandwich <laughs> sandwich interactions with him and, and Ken Jova. Yeah, but, but he, he, he contacted me and said, you, you do some pretty good stuff, but you, you should put a logo on it because otherwise people will take it. So if, if you look at the meme, you can see you've got my signature in there but not at chemscrapes and and it was because of that suggestion i thought okay i'm going to start putting at chemscrapes on everything because at at the end of the day you know i don't so long as people get a laugh i'm okay social media once you put something out there as far as i'm concerned i lose control of it anyway i can't stop people from doing the wrong thing with it but yeah yeah it, it was quite interesting so it was actually that same meme was what ended up to me sort of putting chemscrapes on everything like to thank you for uh, from like the entire chemistry community for what you're doing for for science and for everything. it's amazing like it just makes my day when i see your 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 piece of art i'm like oh my god this is this is just amazing the frustrated lewis face is my my favorite oh wow you, you, me too you guys are too kind you guys are too kind it does it does make me smile when i see you've tagged me in a, a tweet i'm like great what now <laughs> And it's, uh, it always makes you laugh. But the, that, that's the fun of it. That's the real fun of it. Yeah. And I, I think we all need a good laugh every now and then. The, the, the issue that I do face is, is sometimes I might overstep the line a little bit. I mean, I, I have everything from molecules sleeping with each other to, you know, being handcuffed. I've got crime scenes. I've got all sorts of potential triggers in there <laughs> for, for people. And, and so sometimes it's, it's a bit hard to, to know. Some, I'm not too sure whether I should share or not. So, so there are some cartoons actually that, that I did that never saw the light of day just because I thought, well, maybe this is a bit risky. So I, I try not to offend anyone, but, but yeah, I, I think there's been once or twice. Like there, there was a recent one with Christine Lee from York University where she posted something up about somebody had written to her saying, dear sir, or, or something like this. And I, I did a little cartoon of because uh, you know anisol is kind of my own my self-portrait i don't know why i chose anisol <laughs> but at the end of the day i've got i've got anisol as the molecule that that whenever you see anisol in a molecule it's kind of representative of what i'm thinking at the time right so i did anisol typing back to her saying greetings of the day i'd like to apply for a postdoc in your group that's right she she said she had no positions and someone applied anyway and it was actually me just trying to say that Actually, that's exactly the kind of thing I would do. <laughs> and it got a bit of a laugh. But then somebody took it a little bit further and started to, to link it to uh, certain cultures and this, this kind of stuff. And then there was a bit of discussion around that. And that was not the intent of it at all. 
so so I think that's that's one of the times where it could have gone bad but I try not yeah. to. I mean as long as the society knows that you're doing it with a good purposes you don't want to offend anyone I think they should instead of being like oh you you did this they have to educate and be like hey listen because we don't know right sometimes we could say something wrong we could do something wrong so it, yeah I, it, it would be better if people just educated you instead of like being aggressive and being like you know don't yeah. do this you're like you know putting labels on people I think it's. I think social media as well. It's easy to definitely you know, yeah. through something that someone says. Definitely, especially when it's like drawn in thirty seconds, and and you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot. A lot of times, I draw stuff. That it has context in my mind, but then I post it up, and I think uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's going to miss the mark, or maybe people don't get it. You know what you should do? I feel like it would be interesting, personally, to me, to just to see the process of you drawing something. So if you could just like have a camera of just like in your hand and just like scrape it and just have it all in a mm. i don't know a high speed or something and, and just post it I think yeah, yeah. time lapse yeah time lapse. yeah i've got, I got a few of those online so so i've got a youtube channel which i just wanted to experiment with because i was doing animations so i actually put it up for the animations and again the, the animations are more geared towards teaching and mechanisms so i've got substitutions in there and actually an animation of the rugby cartoon uh as well that i did Oh, wow. And I found, I found for some reason to me, it makes me laugh when I see music to it. So I put dramatic music to it and like <laughs> Charlie Chaplin piano music to it and that kind of stuff as well. So I don't know. It makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, I, I've got some time lapses up there. A lot of the sci art stuff, a couple of the sketch chemistry things as well. And I don't edit anything out because again, I'm actually, you know, I, I'm really learning it as I go. Since I started sketch chemistry, I would say that my style has has improved a bit. And it's for me to really capture and see how I deal with some of the, the challenges with drawing certain scenes and things like that. So I've put those up on YouTube as well. So there's a few time lapses up there. Awesome. So I think in every, uh, every episode, we kind of have a random question if you can listen to previous ones. And today's question is kind of, if you could be any character in Shrek, which would, he, which would you be and why? Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching Shrek, I think. I love Shrek. I'm, assu- I'm assuming every one of our listeners has seen or heard of Shrek. If you haven't, please watch it. Please. You're not going to read it. No, I love Shrek. I absolutely love Shrek. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe just trying to think through some of the characters. I don't know. You stumped me. <laughs> I might, I might actually go for Shrek oh, himself. Know. First of all, because I've got quite fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you look on Twitter on the last couple of days, you'll see a coffee cup there that really annoyed me. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go for Shrek, I think. And because c- basically at the center of this person, ogre. <laughs> not, I'm not saying I'm an ogre, by the way. I'd like to qualify that. Mm. But, but actually somebody who doesn't necessarily like the limelight, but acts in the the limelight kind of thing and understands can do good in the limelight so so i i'm actually naturally a very introverted person and i'm one of these people who'd prefer to sit at home than than go out and do that kind of stuff conferences online conferences i find a lot more liberating than real conferences because crowds of people sometimes i find hard to deal with so so i think that liking to work on my own but wanting to reach out to people that's why shrek yes not because i'm an ogre not because I'm an ogre. Shrek is a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. With fat fingers. That's brilliant. It's really introspe- 
introspective. I think for me, I'd probably say Donkey, to be fair. I, just, I don't know. I think, I think Donkey just seems to have a great time of it. He just, you know, just lives life to the full and just, you know, doesn't, doesn't worry what other people think. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very, what's the word I want? I'm not a risk taker, definitely. I'm very conservative in my decision making which I, th- I think Shrek is as well. He'd, he'd prefer not to make certain decisions. We'll do it. But yeah, I'll, I'll go with this Shrek. This is a very interesting conversation. My, my, son, is, my son is donkey. My son is donkey because he's watched about five minutes of Shrek, which was the are we there yet? And he likes to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, that's me, me every time I'm in a car as well. You know, are we there yet? Very impatient. And how cool it is to have a dragon as a wife. I think that's pretty cool. I'm not going to comment. That's a trick. That's just trying to lure me into something. No, no, no. It's okay. You're Shrek. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You can be Shrek. I'm just saying Donkey is cool too. But, but it's fine. Also, Eddie Murphy did a really good job. I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. One of the other questions that we had was, was about Singapore and, and, and what would be the, the first place that you would miss if you were away, away from Singapore for five years? Oh, look the first place I would miss, you mean like a location in Singapore? Yeah. Or like a place, like a, I don't know, park or, or a certain restaurant or a certain. I, I wouldn't miss the, the whole place. It's hard for me to pick a place because we love it here. Um, my, my son was born here. My daughter's been here since she was like 20 months old. They're in local schools. We have local friends. I love the food. The work is great. I, I, I don't know. I, I would just miss the whole place. I mean, it's just a city at the end. Well, I shouldn't say just a city, but it's a city at the end of the day. But a, a place, I, I think, in town around the Mariner Bay, which I think is one of these iconic pictures that you see of the three buildings with like the boat on, on top. That's, that's a gorgeous area to walk around. And it links back to gardens by the bay, the, the super trees and all this kind of. I, I love that area. It, it's lovely to walk around there. I've never been in Singapore, but I, I, I watched my favorite movie, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, yeah, Have you watched it? Yeah, that's good. Such a good movie. The way how they show Singapore, I was like, I'm in love. I recently watched that. I recently saw that. It's a good film. Yeah, it's, it's great. We watched that movie going, oh, they're on the AYE. The AYE is one of the expressways here. Or, hey, they're at this building. So we were like, we loved it. Yeah. So yeah, no, Singapore is is a fantastic place to to live and work. And I mean, the science here is is incredible as well. So I mean, you you have my wife works here at NUS, and we live on on campus. So I can actually, I'm looking out a window now, and I can see headquarters for for where I work at at ASTAR. And we have just in this this precinct, like a two or three kilometer radius, probably the highest population of of scientists there is, spanning everything from chemistry and chemical engineering all the way down to, to you know, genomics and, and that kind of stuff. It's incredible. And the scope to collaborate and cross-fertilize, it, it's amazing. It, it's really a very stimulating place to work. That's awesome. So, I mean, kind of stepping back a bit, so what was it like moving from Australia then to, to Singapore? Kind of how was that transition for you? Yeah, we, we had actually done, we'd been out of Australia for a few years. So we spent some time in the UK first. So we came here from New Zealand. My wife is from Hong Kong. We spent a few years in Hong Kong as well. Coming to Singapore was a bit of culture shock in a way because people used to ask me that before I came here. And I would say, well, I lived in Hong Kong. It's another big Asian city. And, and I was really wrong. I mean, Singapore is very unique in, in that multiculturalism exists. 
you know, the, the prime minister will give a speech in three different languages, for example, he'll, he'll give the same speech in Malay, Chinese and, and English. And, and rather than have subtitles and just give one speech, he'll give all three. It, it, it's an incredibly, I, I love the fact that my, my kids go to a Methodist school being non-denominational and they have Hindi teachers, they have Muslim teachers in this Methodist school. I, I just, it, to me, it blows my mind. I can't think of a better place for my kids to grow up where you have this, this tolerance built into the society. No, I think it's incredible. Sorry, I got, I got a bit too serious there for a sec. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we, we definitely see your passion for Singapore. We're, we're happy. Oh, it's, it's a great place. I mean, it, it's definitely home for us. Yeah. I say I've never I've never been either. It's on my list of a long list of places I need to go. Australia as well, to be fair. So, uh, yeah. Well, you've got to make sure you look us up. Can show you around the traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That'll be great. Have a, have a tour guide. Yeah. We cool. know all the good places to eat. That's a good part. Because the stuff you see on on TV, they're they're not the best places to eat. <laughs> so so we've got we've got a good local. We've got places we drive across town for certain types of food we know where to go where we won't be disappointed so curious question totally random but are you a fan of MasterChef at all have you seen any of MasterChef Australia Australia oh yeah yeah our family are mad cooks (laughs) um my my son loves cooking actually I shouldn't say that my my wife and my son really are very passionate about about cooking so so yeah uh MasterChef is a staple in our house Oh, brilliant yeah i've just got into the australia uh, kind of version and i think i'm more invested oh it's a lot of fun the uk version i think jock jock's a thriller i think he's uh, yeah yeah, yeah. he's so, new so, he's new yeah. they, they got rid of the old the old three um george and i can't remember the names now so so you know i've got some master chef cartoons as well <laughs> so i did i did them up you, you you've, you've really you've really thought of everything here i think <laughs> I, I did them up as atoms i've also got a gordon ramsay one where where someone's being yelled at over their tlc plate and something like this what is it this reaction is is so incomplete the starting materials are still fossil fuels or something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah i've got a few master chef ones so just like instead of where's the lamb sauce, where's the TLC or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. That that's the thing. That's why I mean, I just I, I love the fact that that in most situations I can look and and try and find something I can relate to either a molecule and and the irony that that you can put the molecules in and, and stuff as well when you put them into these human situations. Have you got any uh, Have you got any Game of Thrones ones? I'm just you know thinking that. I do. Of, uh... I do. I've got. I've got one with Jon Snow, which was a... Mm. I'll send you a picture of it after this. I can't remember what it's saying, though. But it, it, it's... Yeah, but it's a, a... I don't know. I can't even remember the functional group name now. Oh, I've got one. I'll email it to you after. I'll, yep. oh, awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my last try. I know I said that I'll give up earlier, but I have <laughs> still one. What about Disney princesses? Disney princesses. Did you do that? Or is that a good idea? No. no. Okay, good. I found one. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> like Cinderella or like Snow White. Okay, you're, you're writing notes. Okay, I feel... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can see. <laughs> no, uh, no I'm yeah. like happy because I was like, you've done everything, which is amazing, but you want to, you know, give an uh, idea. So, good. That's great. I, I'm, I'm expecting a, a Cinderella. Or, okay, or... I'll, I'll try and do a Disney princess. Awesome. somewhere 
So I guess we had we we had one other question. So about like Australia, kind of what's one common misconception you think about kind of living in Australia? I can tell you that I never had a prawn on the Barbie until I left Australia. Because <laughs> we we used to go down and and eat prawns at the beach uh, at Christmas, which will seem weird to you guys. But but you know it's summer in Australia at Christmas time. So so my wife and her family we used to go down to the coast every Christmas and we would get like prawns and beer and, and sit out in the deck and eat it. But we, I, I never cooked a prawn on the barbecue until after I left Australia. Right. So I don't, I don't know, that's just me and my family, but, but that would be one misconception, I think. And the other is that we're all great swimmers. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think we're all great swimmers. I'm certainly not. <laughs> so just to finish off with the philosophical question that we prepared, do you think we can draw a link between art and science? And, and if so, what link and, and why? Yeah, but for, for me, I mean, creativity is in both. And I, I think, and I actually, I had a conversation with my brother yesterday. I, was, I think in dimensions. So, so when I see a, a structure, I don't think of lines. I think of shape. I, I think if I see a, like an aromatic ring or, or, you know, cyclohexane or something like that, I'm not thinking two-dimensionally. I'm thinking this thing has a shape and it interacts with other things around it. And, and I think it's the same with art as well. I mean, it's... To, to me, science is art in, in many ways. At least our representations of it are art. So, so for, for me, I think that's the link is, is shape. That's really interesting. I think, I'd, yeah, I'd agree. I think, you know, it is sometimes hard. We all, all learn in kind of university that, you know, understanding how a two-dimensional shape of a molecule kind of translates to its three-dimensional orientation, its shape. And yeah, sometimes that can be hard to visualize, but, you know, things like what you do and you know, other ways of visualizing it can kind of help to understand it. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think art is the same. Architecture is the same. It, it, it's about space, uh, the interaction of space, positive and negative with each other. And yeah, I think it's amazing. That's amazing. So I think, I'd, yeah, so I just want to say thanks again for, you know, joining us today. It's been, I know we talked a lot about, you know, loads of different things from, you know, living in different countries to obviously lots of the sketches you've done. And I guess if people want to reach out to you and kind of get in touch, you mentioned a few things, YouTube, your website and obviously Twitter, like what's the best way to kind of get in touch? Yeah, I think, I think Kem Twitter is the best way. I, I, my DMs are always open and most of the time I will respond to, to something. It might take me a couple of days, but, but most of the time I respond. Is, it, is that, at, is that at Kem, Kem Scrapes? Right? Yes. Sorry. At Kem Scrapes. You don't need the capital S, I don't think. <laughs> no. But yeah, but, but Twitter, Twitter for me is, is basically where I spend most of my social media time. The others are kind of just like, lip service <laughs> don't even get me started on tiktok i think that's another conversation we, we'll probably need a part two to talk about my failure on tiktok <laughs> second episode come day two <laughs> tiktok related questions so i think if anyone has any yeah ideas like medina did for kind of ones that brendan could do definitely you know reach out to him on twitter or yeah yeah just just at me just at me many people do that they will just like at chem scrapes great Thank you Amazing. for coming. We, we had so much fun. It was a really good conversation. Thank you so much for, for asking me. It was an absolute pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. So yeah, if uh, anyone wants to reach out to Brandon, of course, at Campscrapes, you can on Twitter. And if you want to reach out to us as well, you can over at Pod. And yeah, we just want to say thanks for listening. Yeah. And have a great yeah. day. Yeah. Bye.